You're listening to the Islamic Sustainable Finance and Investment Podcast, the show discussing the latest and most exciting developments of Sharia-compliant sustainable finance. This episode is brought to you by Chagamas Berhad in conjunction with its 35th anniversary. For more information on Malaysia's National Mortgage Corporation, log on to www.chagamas.com.my. Many would agree that the current financial system is not sustainable. Andrew Sheng, a commentator on global finance and a former financial regulator in Asia, believes that our current system is flawed and unsustainable because it is debt-driven. My name is Vinita Tan, the Managing Editor of Islamic Finance News. In today's episode, Andrew joins us to explore the ways we could move towards a more equitable and sustainable future, including by investing in social enterprises and exploring Sharia-compliant, equity-based financial models. Hi, Jesse Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us today. A major thematic drive of the finance industry in recent years is sustainability, right? So my question is, is the financial services industry efficient at directing capital to social and sustainable initiatives? Well, I think uh, the answer is that the financial services industry has been quite efficient at directing capital towards profit-making enterprises. But for social and sustainable initiatives, this is relatively new. And I think financial services industry as a whole is still looking at it. Now, the initiative at the uh, COP26, which is the Glasgow um, uh, COP, the Conference of Parties on Sustainability, basically created what was called the Glasgow uh, Financial uh, Alliance for Net Zero, G-F-A-N-Z. And that's about $140 trillion worth of uh, asset managers and banks, which basically is more a stick rather than a carrot. It says that if you do not comply with ESG, environmental, social and governance standards, we may not lend to you or we may not invest in you. That's a stick, not a, not a, not a uh, candy. Um, uh, so the result is the real danger that Malaysian enterprises face, financial institutions face, and Malaysian companies face, is that they don't meet any standards of which are only just been uh, introduced, uh, the international, um, you know, uh, sustainably, sustainability standards, uh, ISSB, uh, uh, board standards. Uh, we may be derived of money that we've invested in the global banking system and the financial system. And that, to me, is unfair. Uh, so, how are we going to, uh, you know, channel money towards social enterprises and sustainable initiatives is still work in progress. Right. So you do say you talk about it being a carrot and stick, so this being a stick rather than a carrot. So what kind of approach do you think is, is better or is more ideal in, in getting the results that we want? Well, this comes to your next question. Um, can financial institutions claim to be uh, sustainable? Yes. Uh, and the current uh, debt-based financial system is not sustainable. The reason mm. is that why are we in this terrible state? And the answer is, well, we are consuming the global's resources at an unsustainable rate. And if we carry on pushing GDP and consume on growth, all we're doing is pump more carbon 
know, dioxide into the air and destroying biodiversity. And how is that possible? The answer is excess consumption is financed by excess debt. You know, if you borrow from the future, you can always consume today's resources. And the, this is why the advanced countries do, refuse to admit that it is their excessive debt model that is killing the global economy and killing the ecology. Now, uh, so then they say, well, you know, you emerging markets, you're not allowed to grow. You, you know, you should be uh, more concerned about uh, your carbon emission when they themselves have been responsible for more than half, if not the two thirds of carbon emission to date. And uh, so they say, well, you newcomers cannot grow and cannot uh, uh, emit carbon. Uh, well, I'm going to reduce mine, but uh, whether they can reduce fast enough is another issue. And secondly, uh, are the advanced markets are willing to finance the emerging markets on this issue? The answer is no. They, they claim to produce $100 billion worth of funding for emerging markets to invest in uh, green, inclusive uh, infrastructure. And up to now, not all the money is available. This sounds very gloom and doom situation. So then what, what do we do? What's the alternative or what needs to be done? For emerging markets, for us to believe that someone to come to us for the rescue mm. to help us deal with climate change uh, is, 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 is a pipe dream. The answer is that if we want to get anything done, we do it ourselves. And Malaysia is a surplus economy. We actually lend to the rest of the world. We, uh, uh, we are not short of savings. So how do we mobilize our savings to help ourselves is really the key question. And I think <clears throat> we must have an understanding of this. Now, I think uh, what, what, what is very um, uh, hopeful, in my view, is that uh, Malaysia is a leader in Islamic finance, and Islamic finance is not debt finance because it does not believe in uh, usury uh, <clears throat> or interest-based instruments. And so, therefore, it's not a debt-based finance, it's actually equity-based. Islamic finance is actually, you know, Sharia principles are ethical principles. So, Islamic finance is basically equity-based finance with ethics-based uh, principles. Now, that's the right way to go. The only problem is that uh, no Islamic country has yet been able to develop uh, and uh, very successfully an Islamic stock market. And I think social enterprises, uh, especially the, those who are not making too much money, need capital more than debt. Uh, you know, debt transfers risks uh, to the social enterprise. The uh, equity actually shares the risks. So the fact that if we are going towards a risk-shared financial system in which we channel our resources to social enterprises and profit-making enterprises that are going to do good in sustainability and inclusivity. That's the right financial system that we should have, not the one that we have at present. Right. And I'm glad you brought up um, Islamic finance and also you referenced COP26 because I think what the Islamic finance industry is now looking towards is the fact that COP28 will be held in Dubai this year. It was held in Egypt last year. Again, these are both um, Muslim-majority countries with a strong presence in Islamic finance. But also, many are quick 
to point out the juxtaposition or hypocrisy even um, that a Gulf region, a major exporter of hydrocarbon, is hosting a climate conference. What is your take on that? And can countries responsible for you know high GHG emissions also take the lead in sustainable finance? Don't get into this binary idea that you know energy producers are bad. Who are the worst energy producers and the energy users? Are the advanced countries? So why should suddenly you know they they become saints and uh, anybody else who produces energies are, are bad guys? <clears throat> I think this is the clear bias, the Western bias, which I find you know very sickening and hypocritical. Um, the, the the issue is that the West is no longer best. The West has plenty of flaws, and the rest needs to think for itself. Um, the uh, you know so having Dubai, an energy producer, you know uh, taking a charge on uh, on the COP twenty eight. It's not a bad thing. It's just like, for example, I feel anybody who says that, you know, Qatar uh, should not have hosted the World Cup. It's nonsense. You know, sport should not be politicized. And just as um, carbon issues should not be politicized, even though it is. Uh, What we really care about is how should everybody and not just the West uh, think about how we could all work together to build a sustainable financial system that will produce good results in terms of inclusivity and in terms of ecology, whereas the present system is neither inclusive nor sustainable ecologically. Mm-hmm. And on that note about building a sustainable ecosystem for this to thrive, like how do we ensure you know that is developed, and what kind of I suppose what kind of regulatory environment would actually help drive this? Well, I think, you know, one of the big problems is that most of our regulators and our uh, financial people are basically Western trained. And therefore, they think that the West is best and therefore we follow international standards, we'll be fine. Well, if the rest, the West is going into uh, dead ends, as I, as I see it intellectually, and I, I also, you know, doubt their morals, moral standing on some of these issues, particularly since they're not helping uh, those people who are actually, they talk about it, but actually they deliver inequality. The debt-based system delivers more inequality. The debt-based system is ecologically unsustainable because, you know, it, it is financing uh, more <clears throat> consumption, destroying biodiversity, etc. And yet the the money is flowing uphill. The money is going to rich countries instead of going back to the poor countries to try and help them deal with carbon uh, emissions and and you know climate warming, natural disasters, you know, etc. So to 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 me, the the rest, the the emerging markets really need to think for themselves. And really, it's not about theory. The, the, there is no theory in this. The the theory is, is 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 a wishful thinking. We have an ideal that we need to go for an inclusive and uh, green economy. Uh, no country has achieved this so far, even not, not even some of the uh, advanced countries. Um, they claim that the, uh, you know, they're, they're doing better. Yes, they, they, they did so by destroying um, you know, uh, a, a, a lot of the, 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 the rest of the world uh, and because they, they got rich through colonialism, right? I'm not, you know, uh, in, I'm not into this colonial imperial issue, 
But the fact of life is that they got rich because of colonialism, because they took resources from the rest of the world. Then they paid for it by, by pieces of paper and then said, well, you know, I deserve to be rich. And by the way, you know, keep, 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 you know, sending me money. So the, the, the issue now for emerging markets is that they cannot emulate if the, if the rich guys are not necessarily the best guys. Uh, we should do ourselves, you know, uh, what we think is right. And remember this, theory, everybody can talk about theory. It's actually practice that matters. You know, it, it's about action. It's not about talking. Anybody can talk. You know, the, there's so much talk, you know, about ESG, but how many people are really doing? And the answer is not that many. Okay? So the sort of uh, uh, net zero companies are some of these worst oil oil offenders. And yet they, they say, well, you know, I've, 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 bought, I've bought my carbon credit uh, and then I look green. Uh, they're as brown and black as uh, anybody else. The issue really for emerging markets is to start working on, you know, markets that actually function for the majority of the people. <clears throat> if we believe in democracy, it is the many for the many, not the many for the few. At the moment, you know, the, the democracy appears to be the few trying to keep away the many, and that can't work. So the, 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 the emerging markets, which are the majority of the population of this world, 7 billion out of the 1 billion, uh, the, the 8 billion, the richest roughly 1 billion. We really need to start, you know, experimenting with different types of financial models, which actually concentrate on social enterprises, micro, small, medium enterprises, rather than just lending to the rich and lending to multinational corporations, which actually don't need the money. The issue basically comes, you know, if micro, small, medium enterprises account for 78% by number of businesses, they account for 70% of the uh, employment, they account for roughly 40 to 50% of GDP, depending, depending upon the country, Right. Why aren't they getting more than 50% of the credit? The right. answer is, well, the banking system, the stock market is lending or investing in only the big corporations. So uh, I'm not a socialist. I'm actually a traditional uh, conventional central banker. Uh, but I've come to realize the system is not working. And mm -hmm. therefore, when the system is not working, we better think for ourselves. And I think uh, that was exactly what I was taught. Uh, by people like uh, the first uh, Malaysian governor, uh, Tun Ismail, and uh, his uh, following governors, you know, development uh, um, economics is about how to grow our people justly and fairly for the majority. And, and I, I, I think that's, that's still the right way to go. Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about this this. Tremendous paradigm shift, right? And you say that emerging markets like us shouldn't wait for people to come and save us. We should be proactive and do things on our own. So what pragmatic or realistic steps can financial institutions, can banks actually take towards, you know, a more sustainable economy, a more sustainable planet? Well, I think, you know, if the, the world believes in the carbon market, then I think we should try and build this carbon market as fast as possible. Now, we've talked about this for the last probably 10 years, you know, uh, if, if not more. And at the present moment, the, even the advanced markets uh, like Europe and America 
the, the, the carbon price is very uneven. It's very fragmented market. Uh, it's not a, it's an opaque market. And, you know, the infrastructure is not quite there. And so emerging, for emerging markets, a lot of which countries like Malaysia, which could actually have a lot of projects like reforestation, sequestering of, of carbon, we could get new income from this. The only problem is that if that, that, you know, carbon market cannot be built, we can't get any income to compensate for us to, to save carbon. So I think, you know, it's extremely important. I know everybody is busy. Different departments are busy. The Securities Commission have their own, you know, task force working on it. The various ministries are working on it, including the Ministry of Finance. But the reality is <clears throat> we're not quite there. And therefore, if you really see what's happening, um, different states are now, you know, looking at their different models. And it's not a bad thing. But the sooner we get our act together in this area, what are the priorities? How do we build the infrastructure? How do we build the institutions like the accreditation, like the, the new rules and the new laws, the new standards that will help us get this market? That is clearly has to be priority. Thank you for listening. For more discussions on Islamic sustainable finance and investment, log on to www.islamicsustainable.com. You can also listen to the episodes on your favourite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.